The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Five on the 6.30 Jet Afternoon News. Uh, Brad Whisker in for Jada Lynn Nye. She'll be back in, uh, what, I don't know, next month? Next month sometime, yeah. Yeah, sometime this month. I don't know. She's gone for, she gets an incredible amount of vacation. <laughs> She's back on the 13th. 13th, okay, and I'm gone at the end of the month. So am I. <laughs> no way, we're both gone at the same time? You leave when? The 24th, 25th? I'm going to say yes to one of those. That sounds right. Yeah, I have the, uh, whatever the Friday is, I'm gone that day. Okay, I'm gone on the 30th. Okay, cool. Well, <laughs> I'm sure so, that'll turn out just fine. It's going to be okay. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we've got a good show for you again today. Brad Whisker, our producer and uh, fill-in co-host, has uh, booked the crap out of it. So at uh, 2.35, saw this story and reached out to you, Brad, and said, can we get this guy on the show? It's the uh, story about the Redwater Dodge owner, David Tingley, uh, who uh, apparently has been the victim of uh, theft uh, two or three times in the last like couple of months from his car dealership, and he's had no success whatsoever uh with the RCMP, so he's taken it into his own hands, and he's caught the culprits of the last theft. So we're going to talk to him about that. Of course, rural crime is a big topic these days, so this will be a little insight into that. And then one of our favorite guests will be on the show as well this afternoon, uh, Kelly Keene, a personal finance educator and consumer advocate. She'll be in studio. Uh, always a great conversation, so if you have uh, your questions lined up in your head uh, for Kelly about uh, financial planning, uh, start thinking about them now. We'll take your calls at 496-0063. Uh, I don't know where you want to start. What did you do last night when you left? Are you, I was gone before you even got out of the studio. Yeah, I got stuck chatting with Reed about golf, something you're not too fond of. I'm not. Well, I don't hate it or anything. I'm just, it's not my thing. I, I hung around for a second because I thought, it's one thing to thank you on air, but I wanted to, you know, hey, thanks again, Brad, but then I'm... I invested 30 seconds into it and went... <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow. Right. I'm going to yeah. see you every day for nine days in a row. Uh, I headed home with the plan to nap. I was exhausted. Um, but apparently I had volunteered, and I don't recall doing this, but apparently I had volunteered to go to my daughter's uh, lash studio and assemble IKEA furniture. Poor you. It's You know what? I don't mind. It was actually not all IKEA. There was a... You know one of these medical ring lamps that lights up your face okay just yeah even if you don't know you picture it it's a circular lamp that lights up a person's face there was that there was a cart that you put stuff in and there was another cart that you put stuff in. i'm not really sure they were from all over the place the instructions from the lamp were so idiotic that it literally didn't need instructions like you just you take it out of the box and you slide the lamp on the top that that's should have been the instructions it in fact the instructions should have said if you need these instructions this lamp is probably too complicated for you yeah. there, or they should have added how you plug it in a buyer beware warning at the store exactly like should you really be near people's faces if you can't assemble a, it was it's basically meant to disassemble and assemble every time you use it so it can be portable so it really anyway but the IKEA instructions, am I the only one? I love IKEA furniture. I love their pricing. I like how it looks. The quality of it's just fine. But their instructions are, are 
it's like bolts are flying through the air and landing in holes. And the, and the pictures never quite exactly resemble the product. No, it always seems like the picture is backwards to what you're supposed to be exactly. doing. Exactly. You look at the left side and they're showing you the right side, yes. but you're expected to just know that because it's Ikea and you've been building this stuff for See, the last 20 years. I thought it was just me. No. This tray from Ikea, and, and I don't know what you call it, but it's a three-shelf tray, that, but they're not just flat shelves. Like They're sort of three little buckets that I, I don't know what you put in there, but you put stuff in there. And the way the assembly instructions read, and I, re I, I said to Maddie, take a look at this because this doesn't seem right. I installed them upside down. <laughs> but I did it exactly how they told me to do it. Like, and as I'm doing it, I'm like, well, this doesn't make sense. But Ikea is sort of like a magic trick sometimes. Like, it doesn't make sense. And then they go flip it. And you're like, oh, it totally makes sense. But nope, it just, I installed the wheels on the bottom, the buckets upside down. So I, I redid it. But I've been there before. I built an entire bookshelf from Ikea bookshelf, upside down. Yeah. Because one level was supposed to be a little bit smaller than the other two. The bottom one was supposed to be. And I put it up, and I go, this doesn't look right. Mm -hmm. But, of course, you know, I was just supposed to know that I'm building it backwards based on the instructions they've given me. You know what, though? At least you weren't building it with your wife. And the No, my wife is great at building things, but I stay clear See, of her. But why I say that, though, is I have been around other couples just mm. in October. Yeah, don't uh, do it. I went down to a Thanksgiving dinner in Calgary with some friends, and he and his girlfriend bought some extra chairs, some cheap little ones from Ikea, like 30 bucks. And they were building them together, and I was curious, <laughs> and I was concerned thing. that Thanksgiving dinner was even going to be served. Yeah. Because, no, it's this first. No, you put that screw in this hole. No, you're, you're doing it wrong. You know what? In preparation for marriage, couples, rather than going to counseling, should be forced to assemble an IKEA bookshelf. They should be forced or, to or assemble like three different items, because yeah. one, you'll nail, sure. and you'll feel really good. And then the next one will become a little bit more difficult. And then by the third one, you'll be tired of building this IKEA furniture. And you'll also have this false confidence that you know what's going on because they're all slightly different. I don't need the guide. I don't need. I will <laughs> yeah. do this on my own. It was crazy when I finally got them all finished. The uh, last instruction. There was no last. The, the last instruction should have been when you're complete completed this project. Uh, take your fist and pound one shelf until it's level. Oh, yeah. Because I looked at it, and then, you know, Maddie's appreciative that I was at her studio doing this, but then she was like, oh, the bottom shelf's a little crooked, right? I was just like, oh, is it? Boom. Okay, <laughs> now it's not. <laughs> like, I'm not sure if that... Maybe they should have showed a frustrated guy with his fist in the air as your final instruction. They really should, because I remember moving from Red Deer to Edmonton, and relied on Ikea for coffee table, bookshelf, mm -hmm. so many different items. And it took me all day. But I did build about eight different pieces of furniture. But I felt exhausted by the time yeah. I was done. Mentally exhausted. Mentally exhausted. Yeah. Not physically, because the furniture's so light. Mm -hmm. For the most part, it goes together the way it should. But there's sometimes you get to that piece. And like you said, you're so frustrated. And then oh. you have somebody in your behind your shoulder going, well, if you just move it a little oh, yeah. bit to the... And you're like, listen. <laughs> well, the worst is when on instruction 13, you realize you screwed up instruction two. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh so yeah. that's the... Okay, that's the top shelf? Yeah. And now you got to go backwards. Yeah. My mom bought me a rocking chair from Ikea, and the bottom of the leg molds into the arm, so uh, it yeah. looks the exact same. Yeah. I built the whole thing. Sat down I and I just go, oh. yeah, I built that oh. same chair. And I know that chair. And I, you know, of course, I go back to, like you said, instruction two or three. Yeah. Make sure 
this side is up or this side is down, whatever it was. I ignored it or just missed it, and I built the chair entirely They wrong. should actually show an instruction of a guy turfing a piece against the wall with a big X across it. <laughs> like, by the way, don't do that. And you know, here's something else that's changed. You know, Maddie's reinvesting in her business, which I think is brilliant and, and it's great, and I encourage her to do that. And I originally had to front her the money to get the table, you know, to get going years ago when she started. Now she's reinvesting her money into the business and building, and it's great. You know how she books all her clients? And this is for lash extensions. How do you think she books it? Like, if you, if you were, if she were to come to me and she did and say, what do you think I need? I, I, website. You need, she doesn't, she, I don't think she has, a, she books it I'm, through Instagram. That's what I was going to guess. How do you do business through Instagram? Because you take pictures of the clients you have served. That is what she And does. you can actually, then you post the picture and say, hey, I don't know much about lashes, different styles or mm. what have you, but let's say there are. There are, there are, because she's has to keep, she's gone back to school twice to upgrade okay. her. Yeah. So there you go. So you take pictures of all the different styles, different times of the year, post them on Instagram. People will comment. Imagine if it's the client that has been served and they loved it. Yeah. They can comment on Instagram and say, hey, head to this person for this service. It was great. It's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty intelligent move. And I actually know someone else who has done that, um, a painter solely sells her product. So it's word of mouth through Instagram. Yeah, absolutely. And once you get established and you acquire, you know, yeah, a thousand, busy. two thousand followers, yeah. the, the reach you can get when somebody reposts your picture on Instagram or even just word of mouth, somebody yeah. goes and says, hey, check out their Instagram if you're looking at getting your, your lashes done there soon. So it's obviously working for her. Well, she's bailed on, uh, I think she still hasn't, because she's bailed on Facebook. She doesn't use Twitter. Yeah. She does, but not for this. She Her website, if you go there, it's like madlashes.com. It's, it's an under construction page. Yeah. But her Instagram account, which is madlashes underscore, is... is like she's got all kinds of, and they're all, you're, she's doing exactly what you just described. Yep. I can't believe you can run a business on Instagram. That's just the way it is now. And, and you know, you have your, your profile, so you can include your name, yep. your, your number, your email. She does. You, you text her to make the appointment. Yep. And, yeah, exactly. That's perfect. Hmm. And if it's working for, you know what? You don't have to pay for Instagram. Well, what's the point of being a dad if you can't advise your kids how to <laughs> run their business? It's amazing, though. Like, I, I really, imagine the money she could save if she doesn't want to move forward she with her website. She nowhere but Instagram. There you go. So the money she can save from not packed. even building a website. Yeah. I don't, and I, those fees are, are what they are. And well, she's got a sister who's a graphic artist. So okay, well, yeah. that helps. Yeah, web designer. But, but still, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and when you're building a business, any pennies you can save, yeah. it's huge. So and maybe I could learn from her. I want to see her uh, her page. What's her uh, mad? It's just all one word. Mad lashes underscore. I just want to see how many followers she has, and that will just explain that. All right. Well, you look yeah, that see, up. Nine hundred and six followers. Nine hundred and six. How does she have nine hundred and six followers? Because she knows. See, this is perfect. Two time certified lash tech operating out of Little House Off White. DM or text for booking at Madison XOXO. The address of her business yeah. and. Hundreds of pictures, 147 posts, all of the product she has, and the work she's done on her clients. What more do you need? How can I use that technology? I should be doing that for me. Yeah. 
All right. I uh, didn't mean to talk that long about it, but that's really interesting. Their business has just changed, and it's free. Uh, Instagram. Okay, so forget that for a second. I apologize, everybody. I sort of I forgot I was doing a radio show. Um, we're going to take a break here. When we come back, we want to talk about that uh, $14 million Blue Quill apartment fire uh, caused by a cigarette butt. It's an old story, uh, but it's happened again. So we're going to talk about that. And then, uh, as I mentioned, we've got guests all afternoon. It's going to be a good show. To uh, 20 almost on the 6.30 chat afternoon news. As I mentioned a moment ago, you've been hearing it in the news. A $14 million blue quill apartment fire caused by a cigarette uh, placed in potting soil, which I guess most people would assume is not flammable, but in fact is. It took five minutes from the call-in uh, to uh, firefighters for them to arrive on scene, but uh, by the time they did, they were at a fully engulfed uh, fire and uh, worked until 5.30 in the morning. So the call came in at around 1.45 Sunday morning. They worked for uh, f- until 5.30 a.m. And they've since determined the cause, again, a cigarette butt placed in a planter. And you and I are both smokers. We are. And I don't get this. Like, aside from the... I tweeted about it this morning after reading the story again. Aside from the fire risk, which I don't know how many stories you've got to hear how many apartment buildings have to burn down before you go hey i shouldn't put my cigarettes in a in a planter why are you putting cigarettes in a planter right i just that's like me too why is that your starting point do you not have an ashtray one of those instant butt out black yeah. cans uh, a pop can with water in it you know something with a, a liquid to immediately right. extinguish the butt and there's going to be no charges laid because they it's not a criminal act that was not intentional so that's that's the official word that nobody's going to get charged with this but i think 58 people have been displaced as a result of this fire and i know that my nephew was in one of the previous apartment fires and, you know, again, as we often say on the show, it cycles in and out of the news, right? So that was the story, as this is the story. But it was months, and he was still not whole again. It, it took weeks for him to get in and get what he could out of the apartment. It took months uh, to relocate himself and get him set back up again. And it took uh, months to get insurance claims processed. It ruined a year of his life, basically. And here we go again, right? But... I don't understand. Because no one's been charged, we're not going to hear more details. That's It's a fourth-floor apartment. That's what we know. But my question is this. So if it was the resident, why don't you have an ashtray? If it was a guest of the resident, why did you put your cigarette butt in a planter? If it was a guest of the resident and you invited over somebody you know smokes, do you, why Supply would you not provide something. something for them to butt out? And typically, I'm, I, I thought of, you know, when we're on vacation... Mexico's famous for this. The rule is you can't smoke on the balcony in Mexico. And everybody does it. Right. So And they don't enforce it. And you could be on your balcony. And at night, you can see all the cigarette butts lighting up on all the floors, you know. <laughs> yeah. And so they, have to, they often will tell you, you can't smoke in your balcony. And please don't throw cigarette butts off the balcony, which is another thing people do that's really dangerous because the wind catches it and throws it back into somebody else's apartment. So everybody does the same thing. They either bring an ashtray, buy an ashtray, or they get a bottle of water and pour all out except an inch, and then they drop them in there, and from time to time you take the bottle out. You know what putting a cigarette butt in a planter is reminds me of? Drunk driving. 
People are yeah. never going to stop doing it, no matter how many times you and I talk about it, right. no matter how many times it's on global news at 6 o'clock, no matter how many PSAs go out on the radio or TV, no matter how many interviews firefighters do or police do for drunk driving. It's never going to stop, and I don't know why. I know it's frustrating. You mentioned... Um PSAs, public service announcements. So this one was in the works prior to this happening because of the last one, and it's just coincidental that it just is launching at the same time as the last one. The EFRS program, Stub It Right, Don't Ignite. Um, but that that includes throwing your butts out the window of your car. That includes um, littering, to be honest with you. and I, I just don't understand... When smokers have lost so many rights, and again, we're smokers. We are. We've lost so many rights. We can't smoke anywhere, but we live with it, right? And that's fine. And I don't object to it, and I totally get it, and all that kind of stuff. But I would never just... You know, if I was at Jay Lynn Nye's house... Right. And You know what? And, and butted my cigarette out in her planter? Could you imagine her reaction? Yes! <laughs> yeah, and you would never be going back to her yeah, place. It's just ignorant. Right. And it's like seeing someone that you suspect may be drunk driving. Mm. And you see them... I, I thought I saw one a few days ago, just the way they were maneuvering in and out of lanes and drifting and then, you know, gaining control, but then drifting again. So I sped up a little bit to see, and they weren't drunk. It was another problem. They had their phone in their hand, yeah. and they're going 50 and an 80. Oh, you know? You know what? I'm going to throw, uh, since I gave Maddie a free plug, I'm going to throw her under the bus now. So when I left her house last night, speaking of that, and I, the, the theme of this conversation is stuff that you know you shouldn't do, but you keep doing it, right? And you got to stop. Everyone's got to stop. And, and we're included, you know? Um, there's dumb stuff that everybody does, but we got to stop. Like not turning your lights fully on, like stuff right. like that, right? Yep. But coming home from uh, her place last night, and so I followed her home because I wasn't really sure how to get out of that neighborhood. And we come up to a red light. And what's she doing? Staring down at her crotch. Like staring. D and I pulled up alongside of her, honked my horn. She didn't look up. Honked again. She looked up. And I gave her the hang up the phone. Yeah. Right? And when I got home, she was like, I was at a red light. I don't care. It doesn't matter. If that's a cop that honks twice at right. you, he or she's going to go turn left, right. stop, and then you're going to get demerits and a ticket. That is exactly what I said when I got home. I was like, it was so obvious to me that you were on a phone, and if I was a police officer, it would have been obvious to him or her as well. And she's like, well, I'm at a red light. Well, you know what? You didn't even hear me honk twice. Exactly. So you're not aware of what's going on around you. Exactly. I, just, I feel awful about it because I, I get on these airwaves and you know lecture people, and then my own daughter's doing it. But that's, again, that's back to the point of People do dumb stuff, and no matter how many times they hear or yeah. see otherwise, they won't stop doing it. Like, example, 2016 in Edmonton, 88 fires caused by careless smoking. Wow. 5.4 million in damages. 2017, less fires, less property value lost, but still 63 fires, 3.5 million. In 2018... 54 fires, 19.3 million. Wow. So if you take 14 out of Blue Quill, yeah. you're still at $5.3 million, which is only $100,000 shy of 2016, but 35 less fires. Wow. So, and you know we're all paying for it, right? Like right. whether you live in that apartment or not, you're paying for it when you get your homeowner's insurance because you're paying for that coverage against fire. Right, so it's only getting worse, right? Like from 2016 to 2018... Yeah, in 2017, there was a little blip where it went down and there were less fires. But now we have less fires and more damage. And again, you can take Blue Quill out of the equation if you'd like. 
53 fires at $5.3 million Mm -hmm. in damages. No matter how quickly firefighters respond to the scene of these fires, especially with how warm our summer has been, you said they got there in five minutes and they had to work for four hours to get it out. It had spread, yeah. It it was fully engulfed. They were, uh, I I can't remember the term they used, not fully engulfed, but they used a term for it's a full-out fire at that point. It wasn't an isolated, you know. No, exactly. It's not just one apartment that has some smoke and a little bit of flame pouring from it. Within minutes, this entire building is up in flames. And see, that's another conversation that you could easily have about, and we have had this, about building materials and smoke detectors and all that kind of stuff. But you shouldn't actually need that stuff if you don't do something incredibly stupid, like put your cigarette butt in a flammable pot. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... I don't get it. it. Like I say, just rudeness aside, or fire damage aside, rudeness, why would you ever put your cigarette butt in somebody's planter? Like, you know? Now... We do need to take a break in about a minute. We also need, need to, to take, take a, a breath. breath. Yeah. But we do have something fun for our yes. listeners today. Why don't you tell us about that? I'm really excited for this. Uh, you know, I had shown you the story, and then you went to the trouble of pulling the clips, which is fabulous. That's why you're such a great producer. Uh, there was IGN.com listed the top 100 greatest movie moments. So these are lines that you'll never forget, and when you hear them, you'll know exactly what the movie is. So we ripped the top 10 Uh, And I've also got some notables that didn't make the top 10 list, but we've actually got the audio for the top 10. So I want you now at 6.30, 6.30 to text and guess at what, uh, which lines fell in the top 10 or lines that you think should be in the top 10. And then over the course of the afternoon, we'll play these in uh, from 10 up to one uh, legendary moments in movies and see if yours made our list. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.